if I um, I'm going to be very transparent today. Um, I believe that you're here because because God brought you here. I believe you're here at this point in time because this was an anointed, appointed message that you needed to hear. I'm going to deal with something today that um, it's a very emotionally charged issue. I'm going to deal with something today that uh, it's almost like a bruise that you can touch and it hurts and and it hurts both ways and it hurts with all parties and it hurts with all those that are represented. But uh, I told you a few months ago that we were going to continue to make a stand and that there was something on the horizon. And I'm going to speak to some current events in the history of our nation. And I'm going to use some information from others. I've been reading articles. I've been going through some stuff. I've been, I, I've been, I've been pulling it out. I've been looking at the Word of God. And we're going to talk a little bit about a stand for marriage. I'm going to talk about the Supreme Court, and Winona didn't have any idea when she got up and prophesied about that, that I was going to talk about the Supreme Court today and the decision that the Supreme Court made concerning marriage. Um, so I, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm emotional, I'm mad, I'm angry, I'm, and the truth is I'm, I'm mad at God, and we've prayed and things are happening and we're watching things happening. But I'm telling you that God is still on the throne today. Can I get an amen? Get an amen. So I'm going to try to do the best I can as I step through this. And I'm asking for those of you to pray for me as we step through this. But I want to look at the Supreme Court decision. And you know what I should have done last night? I, I thought about it this morning. I should have done a video. I should have done a video and said, I'm going to talk about the Supreme Court decision and sent you guys a little short clip to say you need to be here today to be able to hear this. But I know that God's going to use you. You need to be educated. You need to be informed. You need to know the question that I've been asked me is where do we go from here? Where do we go from here? What are we going to do? What, well, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? I, I'm here to tell you there's bigger things, come on somebody, than this that we're dealing with, but we're going to move through this and we're going to come out like champions on it and I'm going to share you some views of some, some voices in America that we're going to take a look at that. I want to give you a scripture before we get started. It's Psalms 11.3 and I'll have um, Mike put that up. It says, if the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? If the, and that's a question that I'm, I'm asking and that people are going to be asking leaders. And I don't know where any other church in the city of Woodward or in this region stands, but you're going to know very clearly today where we stand. And, and listen, listen. You're going to know very clearly today where we stand, and then you can decide whether you're going to stand with us or not. Because I'm standing if I'm standing alone. And I've made that decision. I've made that commitment. I've said, God, I'm, I know I'm not going to be standing alone because there's others that, that believe in the word of God. Come on, somebody. And I think what you're going to find out is that there's others as you believe in the word of God. You've just got to know that, you know what? I got to be armed to be able to stand up and to know what's going on. Friday, the United States Supreme Court issued a sweeping decision mandating that all 50 states and U.S. territories Redefine marriage to allow homosexual men to marry men and lesbian women to marry women. 
The Supreme Court decision was five to four. Five to four. The decision demonstrates a contempt for the individual states and 50 million citizens who ratified congressional amendments defining marriage between one man and one woman. And I praise God that we stand in one of those states that gave the opportunity for you to vote and we defined marriage in the state of Oklahoma to be, be, be between one man and one woman. Let's give the Lord some praise for that. Amen. This decision rejects Judeo-Christian principles on which our nation was founded and the founders themselves who never in their wildest imaginations considered, ever considered such a thing. When they were passing, when they, uh, when they put together the 14th Amendment, there is no way that our f- framers of the Constitution had that in mind or had this in mind that it would even have a broad reach. I mean, this, is, this isn't even a reach for it. It's way out there. Come on, somebody. It's way out there to be able to do that. Moreover, the court has defied our Creator. They've defied our Creator, the supreme judge of the world, whom our founder, our forefathers and founders declared the author of unalienable rights. And that is God. Our nation was founded on God. Our nation will be continue to be a godly nation. And I'm praying and we're going to pray today. And we're going to say, God, we're petitioning. We're crying out to you, Lord, on what to do. So I'm going to answer some questions for you today. I want to make some things real clear. The Family Research Council President, Tony Perkins, he issued a statement. And I'm going to be reading quite a few statements from quite a few leaders. And I'm hoping it's going to stir something within you. He says this. Five justices on the Supreme Court have overturned the votes of 50 million Americans and demanded that American people walk away from a millennia of history and the reality of human nature. In reaching a decision so lacking in the foundation and the text of the Constitution, in our history and in our traditions, the court has done serious damage to its own legitimacy. We're talking about the Supreme Court of the United States of America. No court, listen, let me say that again. No court can overturn natural law. Nature and nature's God hailed by the signers of our Declaration of Independence as the very source of law cannot be usurped by the edict of a court, even the United States Supreme Court. Marriage is rooted not only in human history, but also in the biological and social reality that children are created by and do the best when raised by a mother and a father. No court ruling can alter this truth. It's a folly for the court to think that it has resolved the controversial issue of public policy by disenfranchising 50 million Americans. The court has instead supercharged this issue. Just as Roe v. Wade in 1973, that was where the abortion was made legal, 
The courts will not have the final say on this profound social matter. The American people will stand up for their right to have a voice and vote, especially as they experience the ways which redefining marriage fundamentally impairs their freedom to live and work in accordance to their belief. This is a battle over your religious freedom that you can honestly say what you believe in the Word of God, whether it's on the abortion issue, that God's not for abortions, come on somebody, or if it's on a, a gay marriage issue where you're saying, you know what, my word is contradictory to gay marriage. Marriage is between one man and one woman, and they're trying to silence you from being able to stand up and say that. And I'm here to tell you right now today that we are beginning to take that stand to say you are not going to shut us up 50 million americans need to have a vote they need to have a say and they can stand up and say you know what i agree with what god says come on okay let me get back to this with this ruling the supreme court has set our government on a collision course with america's cherished religious freedoms explicitly guaranteed in the first amendment of the constitution i got out my handy dandy constitution the very First Amendment says Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or, pro or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedoms of speech or of the press. It's amazing. The press has pl plenty of times that we, they're like, you know, I can say what I want to say, but Christians cannot say what they want to say. He goes on and it says, or the press or the right to the people to peaceably uh, to assemble and to partition the, gov partition the government for redress of grievances. The government, the Congress, shall make no law respecting and establishing religion. The Congress didn't make this. The judges did. We're going to go on to this. We're going to talk a little bit about this. Americans will not stop standing for the transcendent truth nor accept the legitimacy of this decision. I'm here to tell you I reject the decision. I'm not standing for it. It's not legitimate. Just like Roe v. Wade. Abortion's not okay and neither is gay marriage. Truth is not decided by polls in the passage of time, but the one who created time and everything that exists therein. We will not lapse into silence, but will continue to speak uncompromisingly the truth about what marriage is, always has been, and always will be the union between one man and one woman. God said it. That settles it. Listen, I need to preface this. I need to put some parentheses around it. It's the sin that we don't like, but we love the person involved in it. And how do you do that? Because this is so emotionally charged on both sides. I can tell you how we do it. We stand on God's word. We respect others. And we operate in the truth. In love. And sometimes in love, you love your children, but sometimes you have to tell your children, no, climb down off of that three-story build, building window ledge and don't jump. Right? Okay. Marriage ruling. 
The bottom line is the court can't change the law. The court can't change the law. They can't change the reality of what really is going on in this country. Natural marriage has and consists of a man and a woman since the beginning of time, and it will remain. The court does not have the moral authority to redefine marriage, and just as many millions of Americans did not accept the court's decision on that abortion, Roe v. Wade, we're not going to accept this decision either. And you know what? You're not alone in that view. Listen to this. Justice Samuel Alito, one of the judges, one of the four judges that descended that says, no, I'm not voting for that. In his dissent, he singles far more than the death of marriage. Today's decision, this was back on Friday, will also be a fundamental effect on this court and its ability to uphold the rule of law. If a barely majority of justices, in other words, the majority of the Supreme Court, those justices, can invent a new right and impose that right on the rest of the country, the only real limit on what the future majorities will be able to do is in their own sense of what those political power and culture and influence will be willing to tolerate. In other words, they are taking a right and they're, they're imposing that right on you. And they don't have the right to do that. This is, a, this is one of the other Supreme Court justices that said that. Another one, Justice Antonio Scalia, he was, he's fuming. He says this. He says that my ruler and the ruler of 320 million Americans coast to coast is a majority of the nine lawyers on the Supreme Court. That's who's ruling this country. Nine lawyers. And he's one, of, he's one of them. But he goes on and he says, the opinion in these cases is the farthest extension in fact. The practice of constitutional revision by an unelected committee of nine, that's what he said. An unelected. The Supreme Court justices aren't elected you guys, they're appointed. And for years we've prayed for conservative justices for such a time as this. He says, always accompanied, as it did today, by extravagant. In other words, they say, it's extravagant praise of liberty. And it robs the people the most important liberty that they asserted in the Declaration of Independence and won in the Revolution in 1776. That liberty, he says, was the freedom to govern ourselves. The Supreme Court is governing. You are not. And according to the Constitution, the Declaration of Independence, it was the freedom to govern yourself. In other words, is this. When it was originally designed that the government was to be in the people, for the people, by the people, and the government was to have a little bit of it. Now it's the other way around. The government's got all of it, and they're letting you have a little bit of it. He says this. He says, Americans are being robbed of the freedom to govern themselves. Chief, Chief Justice Roberts agreed. He noted this. He said, If you're among many Americans of whatever sexual orientation who favor expanding same-sex marriage... He said, by all means, celebrate today's decision. Celebrate the achievement of a desired goal. Celebrate the opportunity of a new expression of, commi of a commitment to a partner. 
celebrate the availability of new benefits, but do not celebrate the Constitution because it had nothing to do with it. With this ruling, there's no doubt that the court has set in motion some dark days for religious liberty. But in the darkness will come a great light. Oh, come on, somebody. If believers hold firm to faith and continue speaking into the culture of the uncompromising word of God, this decision shows one thing, our desperate need for the next great awakening and the hope of the gospel that is given to all people. Can I get an amen on that? Dr. Ronnie Floyd admonished, he says, we must rise up like never before with a great urgency to forward the message of Jesus Christ to every person in America. The times of testing are coming just as they have come to every generation of God's faithful. But we will not stop standing for the truth. And as conservatives, we will not be standing alone. In statement after statement, interview after interview, great leaders from across this country are making it clear today that this thing is not over. From governor's mansions to state floors, state house floors, the message is determined and resolved. Millions of Americans have voted to preserve traditional marriages with the knowledge that moms and dads are the best thing for raising kids in a stable home, and it is essential to a healthy nation. Congressman Bill Flores, a Republican from Texas, vowed, I remain committed to restoring the right of Americans to decide this question for themselves at the ballot box or through their state legislature. GOP presidential candidates, the same ones in the media criticized for not saying enough about marriage, blasted the court for ripping the decision out of the people's hands and making a mockery of the state's rights. Do you understand? It was decided that the states would determine that, and now they've even taken it from the states and said, no, the Supreme Court of the United States of America is saying they are going to determine what and how you live and whether you can live by the Bible or not by the Bible, and they are the ones determining that. So they're taking the, the authority which was the government gave to the states, and the states gave to you, some states gave to you, in fact, all of the states that voted on a marriage amendment that marriage was to be defined between one man and one woman, they all voted to define marriage that way, the way God def defined it. And the judges and justices are the ones that have changed the law to be able to make marriage, uh, gay marriage legal in the first place. It hasn't been decided by the majority. And I'm telling you, the majority is the ones that are going to have to start standing up and say, I'm going to define marriage this way. And we're going to have to start teaching our children. We're going to have to start teaching others. We're going to have to start educating people. Just like Roe v. Wade was educated. The more and more we heard about abortions and issues on abortions. And if you're here today and you've had an abortion, God can heal and touch you. And I believe he can help you through those different things. There are, there are psychological and physical and emotional pain that comes from that. And I'm here to tell you, they're going to have to deal with the same things as this, as this marriage amendment that has, that has come forth that the Supreme Court is saying, we're going to redefine marriage, not God's way. 
but a different way. I'm telling you, down the road, you're going to see a tremendous decay in the morality of our society and the issues psychologically, emotionally with the children. And we're going to be able to deal with those. And we're going to be able to deal with this thing because it is not over. Can I get an amen? Mike Huckabee declared the Supreme Court can no more repeal the laws of nature and nature's God or, or, and nature's God on marriage than repealing the law of gravity. I'm like, that hit home to me. It, they, they are trying to repeal. They're not going to repeal the law of gravity. This overturns the freedom of the people and it opposes upon the states a redefinition of marriage. The court has overstepped its bounds on the Constitution in creating supposed rights. The Constitution is silent on gay marriage. Because you know what? Marriage was defined one man and one woman before they even framed the Constitution. Come on, somebody. The nature of marriage has never changed, and it never will. As Congressman Joe Pitts, Republican from Pennsylvania, powerfully reminded people, marriage was the union of man and woman at the time of the 14th Amendment and the founding of our country. And every time until 2004, even then, no court overturned natural law. And today, no court can. Even the Supreme Court of the United States would God imprinted on the heart of man, no judge can change that. I got more. I got more. There's persecution coming. This just opened the door. A prominent conservative leader, Phyllis Shaffley, she said, Christians are rightly worried about establishing a constitutional right to same-sex marriage because it would result in the government persecution of people whose faith conflicts with the law. I think it's really shocking that so many pastors are even worried about this. What kind of country do we have when dozens and scores of pastors are worried if they practice their religion? Or they're going to be arrested if they talk about a certain subject? I mean, who knows? Where could it go? Obama's lawyer said penalties against Christian institution could follow homosexual marriages. During the Supreme Court hearings on the marriage case, the United States Solicitor General David Verrilli admitted it would be an issue. It would be an issue. When asked if legalization could result in government stripping the tax-exempt status of Christian institutions that opposed homosexual marriage, that opposed homosexual marriage, or can I say that stood on biblical principles in which they were taught, and he said it would be an issue. That clearly tells us that there is an issue where if you are going to have a tax-exempt status, they may pull your tax-exempt status if you talk and have what I'm doing today and informing you of what the Word of God says and where we're going to stand. Christians, she goes on and says, this is not the country we live in. We have the First Amendment. We have the freedom of religion. This was a basic element in American policy. And now many, many people think we're about to lose it. 
and Obama is doing nothing to calm their fears, she goes on and says. Carl Gallup, the radio host, pastor, and author of The Final Warning and Understanding the Trumpet Days of Revelation, he goes on and he says, If the government were to focus on the churches and say we're to perform gay weddings or give up tax-exempt status, what will these preachers do? Will they stand on the Word of God or with the historical foundation of civilized societies? Or will they cave in in the name of financial and political expediency? I'm not performing a gay marriage. Christians should not underestimate the long-term legal consequences of homosexual marriage. He said, if anything, the loss of tax-exempt status would be the least invasive result. The least. He calls that the least. What is more important, he said, is what the government would do next. Of course, whatever a government can tax, a government can control. The biggest consequence that pastors and Christians might have to face would be the stringent legal sanctions potentially resulting in imprisonment, loss of one's livelihood, or even their life. These possibilities would have been considered far-fetched just a few decades ago, but not now. Turn to your neighbor and say, things have changed. Things have changed. There's other articles that talk about how this never really even should have proceeded to court. There's articles that talk about what the decision was made even in, in Alabama. There's articles that talked about two of the four justices, how they were actually asked to what is called recuse. In other words, they're saying there is a conflict of interest that you have in determining this case. And there were two justices that voted for changing the definition of marriage that had already previously, did you know this, had already previously performed same-sex marriages. That's a conflict of interest. That's a conflict of interest. And they were petitioned to recuse themselves. In other words, take themselves out of the equation because they are not seeing things from both viewpoints. Anybody understand that? Two of the Supreme Court justices have been called to recuse themselves because of the case. They already had publicly advocated same-sex marriage by performing ceremonies. Ellen Kagan and Ruth Ginsburg, Ginsburg faced de demands from organizations representing millions of Americans not to participate in the case. They ignored those rules and they went on anyway. The Supreme Court Justice Ellen Kagan, Kagan and Ruth Bader Ginsburg, that's how I know her, should recuse themselves from any case involving homosexual marriage on the basis that they have conducted same-sex marriage ceremonies and this was a letter that American Families Association campaign had sent to them. It didn't matter. They ignored the rules. When the Alabama Supreme Court, Chief Justice Roy Moore, remember him? Yeah, he's, he's standing up. He suggested that Ginsburg, Ginsburg could be impeached for her public advocacy of gay rights as the court considers a case and could redefine marriage a federal law. 
a brief from the foundation of moral law for which Moore worked before he was elected to the court's highest position in Alabama explained that canon, and, and it's 3A6, of the Code of Conduct of the United States Judges provides this saying. A judge should not make public comments on the merits of a matter pending or impending in any court. And he gives the section in the codes. Mandates that a justice shall disqualify himself in any proceeding in which he impartially might be reasonably questioned. The foundation pointed out that the submission to the Supreme Court four weeks after this court granted a, a suratory in these cases, Justice Ginsburg was asked whether parts of the country might not accept same-sex marriage being constitutionalized. She answered, "Think, I think it's doubtful that it would be accepted. The change in people's attitudes on that issue has been enormous. It would take a long time or a large adjustment for the people. Moore told, this is World Net Daily, he said, that according to the analysis of a historian, uh, Rule Berger at Harvard Law School in 1970, the Constitution allows judge, judges to hold office during periods of good behavior. But an end to good behavior is accompanied by the end of their offices. His conclusion is that it's implied power to remove judges whose bad behavior falls short of high crimes and misdemeanors. He said there is no dead words in the Constitution, and every word has meaning. Sounds like our Bible. You know, our Constitution was actually framed from the Bible. I guess they forgot about that, or they're just not going to ignore. They're going to ignore that. The remedy rests with Congress. Congress can do something about this. I believe Congress will do something about this. And I believe we're going to have to step into that. But this article goes on and it talks about the Titanic repercussions. Anybody know about the Titanic? Was it never going to sink? The biggest, the best, the be most beautiful. There's just no way it can ever possibly sink. The attorneys said that this decision will have repercussions of Titanic proportions. Besides the wholesale revision of every state's wholesale division, revision of every state's family law, the lawyers argue that Christians and other religious adoption agencies would face forced foreclosure. Also, speech based on Bible will no longer be necessarily allowed in churches, as they argued. Pastors would be monitored by atheists and liberal groups to ensure that there would be no teachings on homosexual behavior as sin. The websites which offer information about withdrawing from homosexual behavior would be banned as hate speech. Just because you can say, you know what, you can get out of that. They're going to ban you or call that hate speech. Churches would also lose their tax exemptions. They could lead to the forfeiture of the church properties. There would be no longer any valid arguments against multiple partner or incestuous marriages, they say. Also, those who hold biblical views would be driven from public office. It's already happening. In North Carolina, where there were numerous judges, they had to resign to avoid criminal persecution for refusing to perform homosexual marriages. 
If you're a believer, we've been praying for believers to be in the marketplaces. And what they're saying is they're going to muzzle the marketplaces. And if you're a believer and you receive anything from the government in any way, shape, or form, and over 49% of the population does, and they, the tipping point is 51, then it'll be a majority. They're saying, we can remove you from where you're at just because you stand for a biblical principle. It's happened. It's happened in Atlanta to a fire chief that because he wrote this book on his own time, in his own money, with his own resources, he wrote this book. He was fired and let go from the city of Atlanta. There's a pending lawsuit on that now. He says biblical views would be driven from public office. Businesses would be ordered to cater to homosexual duos who already have targeted florists, photographers, bakers, and others. And likely no professional whose occupation requires a state license would be allowed to work without agreeing with the homosexual or gay and lesbian transgender agenda. How would it be if you've got to go down and get a license and they find out that you're against homosexual marriages and they won't give you a license? How would it be when you went to college and you're looking to receive a diploma? Oh, come on, somebody. And they find out that you've been making a stand and they may not even give you the diploma. You know why? Because that college might be receiving federal monies. Don't ignore it. Undermine credibility of the court. And I'm almost done. A decision creating same-sex marriage would also undermine the credibility and the authority of the court itself and would not resolve the dispute anyway, said one of the many briefs filed in the case. The brief said the U.S. Supreme Court holds that the United States Constitution requires all 50 states to redefine marriage. Such a decision will not necessarily end the conflict. Between federal judge Callie Grande, January 23rd's ruling, the Alabama Sanctity of Marriage Amendment, defining marriage as the union of one man and one woman, unconstitutional. That's what they're finding now. We've got one, and they're saying that's going to be unconstitutional. And in the Alabama Supreme Court, ordered in barring the issuance of marriage license to same-sex couples. Given the self-evident reasoning against Grande's ruling, the brief said such a decision by the Supreme Court would naturally and immediately raise a question of legitimacy. And he actually goes in and he starts talking about if the state of New York said, you know what, we can make a choice, we can have the choice to be able to um, allow same-sex marriages. And they said, okay, you can have the choice. But then when Alabama had a choice of saying, we can allow same-sex marriages, but we choose not to. They said, oh, eh, your choice is up. You don't get a choice. You have to choose what New York chose. Restrain judges' legislation. In Congress, there's a move already, and it started to take the decisions away from the courts altogether. Representative Steve King, a Republican from Iowa, He's sponsoring a bill that's called Restrain Judges on Marriage Act 2015. He says this. He says, if my bill becomes law, then the states will make the decision from that point forward on marriage. 
any enforcement funds would also be blocked and that the ends of states would decide what marriage is. There's only two questions. What is marriage and who's going to decide it? Partitions were created by tens of thousands of people signed and urged the higher court to stay out of the definition of marriage because they were crossing the line of their judicial responsibilities. He says, we will view any decision by the Supreme Court overturning traditional marriage or any court in the same way history views Dred Scott and Buck v. Bell decisions. Our highest respect for the rule of law requires that we not respect an unjust law that directly conflicts, listen, with a higher law. We have a law that is passed, and I can't believe it, in my generation, that we never thought 25 years ago when I gave my life to Christ that we would be dealing with this issue now to redefine marriage. Are you crazy? Are we nuts? To be able to redefine it and say it's not between a man and a woman? Hurts my heart. But how many of you know there's a higher law? Oh, come on, somebody. There's another court. There's another court. And I'm telling you, they can pass laws. They can pass different things in their lives that if they contradict the Word of God, we are going to stand on the Word of God, and the Word of God alone is where we're going to stand, and we'll be like Paul. He said, if I live, I live. If I die, I die. If I stay, I preach the good news of Jesus Christ. There is good news today that God can receive. You can receive forgiveness. You can receive deliverance. You don't have to be a homosexual. There is there is a, there is a God that loves you and cares for you, but we as Christians as the body of Christ, as sons and daughters of the Most High King, are standing up and saying, wait a minute, I'm going to stand by God's Word. And what He says is wrong is wrong, and what He says is right, He's right, and I'm going to stand on God's side because God said it, and that settles it. Come on, somebody. I'm going to have the ushers give you a handout. I want to take about, I want to just have about 15 more minutes here, but there's something more I want to get to that I want to get to. They're going to, they're going to give you a handout. While they're doing that, I want you to understand that if this court should overrule the Word of God and strike down the eternal rules and the order of the right of heaven itself that God has ordained, the question is, is how will God save it? I'm not, I'm not a big one on God's judging, gonna judge America and he's gonna throw lightning bolts. But I will say this. I will say this. He's, Jesus has taken our judgment on the cross. But just like out of Samuel, Samuel, God wanted to be their king of Israel. And Israel wanted another king. And God was like, if that's what you want, then you get what comes with it. And there are some consequences that are coming with this that we've got to understand. Who are you going to choose this day? Where are you going to stand this day? 
And I understand that a lot of you, they might be, well, I know somebody, I know somebody, and they, they got tendencies. They kind of look this way or they act this way or whatever it might be. You need to get the information and understand that why most people are homosexual. Number one, they've been abused. There's been physical or emotional abuse. And a lot of it has been physical abuse. There has been lack of a father in the home. Imagine that. There's been lack, or the father's been in the home, but he hasn't been present in the home. Oh, come on, somebody. Here's the handout for I want us to want us to take a take a minute and look at. Did everybody get one? I want to wait till everybody get one, gets one. Because the question is is um, the question is this: What does it mean? And I'm, I've got this so you can take this home. I want you to be able to look at it. It talks about what does it mean. What remains the same? Has everybody got one? We stu- Is there anybody that doesn't have one? Okay. We've got one and Angie over here too. Also over here. We know about the ruling of the court. What remains the same? Here's what remains the same, you guys. God is on his throne as the supreme judge of the universe. Is Susan in here? Angela, would you come play? Please. God is on his throne as the supreme judge of the world, as the founders recognized in the Declaration of Independence. How many of you know Jesus said, I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever god has ruled that marriage is between one man and one woman his ruling is authoritative and final regardless of what courts rule all are sinners we've all you know we've been there right all sinned and fallen short of the glory of god there's none righteous no not one amen right and then we receive jesus christ and we become the righteousness of god through jesus christ he goes on and he says anyone who repents sins trusts, and follows in jesus including those who participate in lgbt behavior Affirmation of biblical marriage, the opposition of same-sex marriage is not is not hatred or bigotry. They're trying to label that. We're not going to receive that label because that's not it. It's grounded in the teachings of the scripture affirmed by Jesus Christ himself. Christians must obey God rather than man, regardless of the consequences that come as a result of our beliefs on marriage. And what should our response be? Believers should respond as Jesus with grace and truth. With grace and truth. I'm going to get you out of your comfort zone. I really feel impelled by the Spirit of God for us to be able to do something different than we may not have done in a while. I'm going to ask you to spend five minutes in prayer with me. It's a call to fall. But I'm not going to ask you to sit in your seat. I'm going to ask you to get on your knees. I'm going to ask you to get on your knees. And I know it's uncomfortable. And I know some people may not be able to because of physical limitations. But there's us that can and we will. And I want to bring the lights down, Mike, if you will. And we're going to take five minutes of prayer right here. There's some things that I want to pray about. 
some things that I think we need to release in the atmosphere. I think we need to release them in our lives personally. It's 11.36. God, we're asking for your forgiveness. That we've allowed men and women that have been given the authority to change the U.S. Constitution. And through our choice of national leaders that we've elected, they've appointed them. Father, forgive us that they've openly rejected you and they've said that this Supreme Court ruling is greater than your ruling in heaven. Father, forgive us where we have sinned and we've fallen short of your glory. Father, forgive us where we've been lackadaisical and we've not heard the cry. Father, forgive us for allowing a redefinition of something that you created to be the greatest institution on the face of the earth. Father, forgive us for allowing the enemy to get into the families in this way. Father, help us. We're crying to you. God, we're crying to heaven right now. We're crying out to you, God. God, we're crying out to you, God. Father, forgive us. Forgive us where we've we've just said, you know what, God? Whatever will be, will be. And you've called us to legislate in the heavenly realms here from earth. You've called your sons and your daughters to rule and reign. Forgive us where we've not ruled and where we've not reigned. Father, forgive us where we were more concerned about when you were coming back to take us out than we were concerned about what's going on with our family and our lives and our children's lives and our grandchildren's lives. Father, forgive us. God, forgive us. Father, forgive us for being silent on this issue. Forgive us because we do want to love everybody and we just don't know how to tell them the love and truth or the truth and love. We don't know how to tell it that way. We don't know how to do it. We don't know. So we are quiet and we don't say anything. And we've given over. We've given over things to the enemy's hands. Father, we violated your principles of scriptures. We've taken what was called bad and made it good. Oh, God. We said this was bad, and now we're saying, oh, it's okay. Culture and society, it dictates it. God, we've made choices that have led us into this place. Forgive us, God. Forgive us. Forgive us, God. Forgive us for letting other people make decisions for us. Father, I'm asking forgiveness for the 50 million 
of us, of believers. I need people that were not believers that know this is wrong. The pre-Christians, the pre-believers that are out there, they know what's wrong. They just don't know how to stand up. They don't know how to say, you know what, I don't agree with that. Or because of financial gain or because of, of afraid of, of being singled out or, or, or the consequences. God, we've just, we've, just, we've just gotten wimpy. We've just gotten to that place, God, where we're afraid to say anything. We don't want to speak up. And yet there's a, a left that's out there that is speaking up and the laws are being changed. God, we know we can, we can change laws and laws aren't going to change anything unless you change, heart, change hearts. And God, I'm asking you to change our hearts first. Change our hearts to say, you know what, this is right. And I love you, but this is right. This is still the right thing to do. And we don't condemn because there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. But we can stand on the word of God. We can stand on what you say. And that can be the authority for us. God, not only, not only in the future, but even today. That'll be our authority. You're our authority, God. And when we don't understand the scriptures or don't understand what they say or, or what they mean, we have a call today, God, that we're falling. We're falling on our knees. We're petitioning heaven. We're saying, God, God, we need you. We need you. We need you. We've, we've messed it up. 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 Now just receive his forgiveness. Just receive his love. Receive his love. You're joining thousands of churches today that are right where you are, that are doing the same things. And we're petitioning heaven. We're petitioning heaven. And we pray this right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I'll give you a minute or two to return back to your seat. Almost done. I want to share a couple scriptures. Because we're going to get hope. Nehemiah 4.14. You know when we first started and we said, if the foundation is destroyed, what can the righteous do? And all of us are asking, I don't know what to do. What do I do? I don't know what to do. We've got to follow the laws of the land. You follow the laws of the land until they violate the laws of God. And then there's no choice for us as believers, as followers of Christ, to say, I stand where God stands. Nehemiah 4.14. Nehemiah, you know, he was rebuilding the walls of Jerusalem. And he says, after I looked over some things over, I stood up. And I said to the nobles and the officials and the rest of the people, and this is for you, this is a clarion call for the body of Christ, do not be afraid of them. Remember the Lord who is great and awesome. And, the, and fight for your families, your sons, your daughters, and your wives, and your homes.
And I'm here to tell you today that there's a clarion call for the body of Christ, just like Nehemiah. And he says, remember who the Lord is. Remember who the Lord is. He is great. He is awesome. And he's reminding you to stand up and fight. Fight for your families. Fight for your sons. Fight for your daughters. Fight for your kids. Fight for your grandkids. Stand up and fight for those daughters and wives. You're fight for your homes. Fight for your livelihood. Fight. I'm telling you, it is time to stand up and begin to fight and say, I'm not bowing down to Baal. I'm not bowing down to the demonic. I'm not bowing down to those things. The Lord is great. The Lord is mighty. The Lord is awesome. He is my refuge. He is my strength. He is my fortress. He is my mighty tower. He is my all in all. He is my everything. It is the Lord. It's the Lord that brings me comfort. It's the Lord that brings me peace. It's the Lord that releases goodness in my life. Hallelujah. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to close in this. There was a guy, Michael Brown, and you know what? He came out with an article, and he said this. This was on One News Now. He said, you know what they think? They think as Christians, we're going to crawl into a hole and die. He said over and over again, we're told that we lost the culture wars. Why don't you just quit? Why don't you stop? Why don't you throw in the towel? Why don't you capitulate and just back off of everything? He said, I'm here to announce the matter to the Supreme, that no matter what the Supreme Court says, no matter what the President says, no matter what society says, we are not bowing down to anyone or anything other than the Lord Jesus Christ Himself. And with God's help, there's not a shred of possibility that we're going to compromise our convictions when it comes to the meaning of marriage. Those who fear man more than God will compromise those who have a misguided conception of compassion will compromise those that want to save listen their own reputations will compromise those who put so-called cultural sensitivity before the sensitivity of the holy spirit will compromise those who read scripture through the lens of societal societal norms will compromise but those who are influenced by the lord of lord and the king of kings those who are influenced by the spirit of the living god will not compromise we will honor his word those that truly care about him and if we truly care about society and the perpetuation of the generations we care about what God has we will deny ourselves take up our cross and follow him we will not compromise oh come on somebody ought to be shouting to the Lord right now hallelujah he is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come he is great he is mighty he is strong he is powerful he is the Lord Let's stand to your feet today. Let's give him some praise in the house. Hallelujah. 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 We are not backing up. We are not backing down. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. Listen, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and rulers of darkness and wicked spirits in high places. And I declare we render them harmless, ineffective against us in the name of Jesus. 
It's time to stand up. Oh, come on, somebody. It's time to stand up. It's time to stand up. It's time to stand up. And I, won't, I don't know. I don't know how to do this, y'all. I'm just stepping into it. Amen. It's like, I don't know. I feel like Indiana Jones, you know, in the Temple of Doom, when he had it, he was in trouble and he wanted to get out and he just took the step and that thing came out and he walked across. That's what I'm doing. I'm just taking a step. I'm just taking a step. Listen, we love the people, but we don't like to sin. Amen. Put your hand on your heart today. I'm praying. I'm done. I hope, God, you're stirring some things up. God, I'm asking you to to whack us. I'm asking you to take us, God, and just to say, look, we're going to stand on your word. We're going to stand for righteousness. We're going to stand for holiness. We're going to get the sin out of our lives. We're going to begin to walk in the things that you have for us. God, we want to walk in the fullness, your fullness, God. You, Jesus, you died for us to be able to have the fullness. We want the fullness thereof, God. We just declare right now. I declare a stirring in our spirit. I declare that we're on fire. I declare that we are called to fall. I declare that we're called to follow, follow you. We're not following a Supreme Court. We're not following a president. We're not following that government. We're following the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven, where there's righteousness, joy, and peace in the Holy Spirit. We say, God, just touch us with your living spirit. Just touch us right now, Holy Spirit. Lead us, guide us, and direct us. Help us as we move through this in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Amen. Turn to somebody and say, get ready. Turn to somebody else and say, get ready. We're going to get ready for these things. Listen, we pray blessings over you today. Go forth in his power and his might. Now you're going to be armed. Read over that information. Study the scriptures. Again, we're not against the person, but we're against the sin. We're going to stand and there's going to be things coming out. God bless you. Have a great afternoon today. God bless.